Hello, friends. We're so excited about today's episode on happiness. Yes, we. Um, you're going to hear a little bit from us about what happiness means, how we implement happiness, how often we maybe experience or don't experience happiness. I think for me, a lot of it is uh, about the journey journey of happiness as opposed to a journey to happiness, right? Yes. Happiness is not an end or an outcome or a, a destination. It go. is about the journey and uh, to towards happiness and of happiness. Yeah. Happiness and how we experience it, how it what role it plays in our lives in today's modern world. Modern world is like a phrase I'm super hot on right now. I, I don't really know why. I just, I heard it somewhere and it's sticking in my brain. So, well, I think it helps us contrast to previous beliefs or yeah. previous. I feel like the world is changing really rapidly. Right. Exactly. So, mm -hmm. it's important to readdress and constantly redefine, reframing, check in. Mm -hmm. Is this still true for me? Et cetera. So, in today's modern world, what does happiness mean? How do we see it? How does it play a part in our lives? How do we maybe get more of it? How do we squeeze out what's not really happy? Um, before we get to that, I want to say a huge thank you to everyone who's been listening to episode one. Oh, for sure. That has definitely been the highlight of our past week. Yes. Just being able to finally release our first episode and mm -hmm. to get the overwhelmingly just positive support from our friends and even people that we may not have known or personally known right. are following us, listening to us, giving us feedback. Likes and shares and comments, DMs. Oh, for sure. And, you know, it's really awesome that people are um, kind of responding and DMing us too yeah. with uh, with content and, and getting engaged with our questions that we're posing because it, it just really is a great way to interact and really get to know you and uh and so we're, we're super excited so thankful yes. that uh we've we've started our community yes officially uh, and everybody listening on all the platforms the platforms are adding by the day oh every time we get an email that says that we've been approved for a platform i'm ferociously texting mandy <laughs> <laughs> i'm pretty sure she's like Yes, I, I saw the email too, Miley, but I'm still texting her to let her know that we got approved for another platform. And we appreciate you all following us on those platforms. Um, we haven't seen any reviews come through. It's really early right now. It is super early. But, uh, you know, we hope that once a few episodes are logged, some of you will start leaving some reviews, helping us be found and seen and um I, yeah, I guess just found is the word I'm looking for. We want to be found by the masses. So thank you for sharing. Thank you for liking. Thank you for all of your interactions with us. We love you dearly for it. We can't thank you enough. Well, enjoy the episode and we'll talk to you soon. Love ya. Love you too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and by the way, we are trying out some new sound equipment. So sound might be a little odd today, but we really appreciate your patience as we go through these growing things. Enjoy the episode. Hey everyone. Hey there. It's Miley. And Mandy. And we are The, the Main, Main Dish. Dish. Alright, so this week I learned about 
Dog Face 208. Oh, right, yes. Please tell me about Dog Face 208. All right, so Dog Face 208. And there's some visuals, correct? There, there, there is a visual, um, an audio aid coming. Ooh. Um, so Dog Face, you know, I'm a big lover of Gary V, Gary Vaynerchuk. Yep. So, okay, I also follow the Celebs on Sandwiches account on Instagram. They draw cartoon pictures of sandwiches and they put a celebrity on them. Maybe sometimes in them, but it's usually like some sandwich that the celeb loves or is known for eating. It's all sorts of celebs. So anyways, they did one with Kamala Harris the other day and the internet went nuts. Like people were so offended by a cartoon sandwich. It was pretty funny. And they were endorsing her. They were just like, don't forget to vote. So um, Kamala gets on a sandwich. I start looking back and I see a post with this dog face guy. I have no idea who it is. I'm like, whatever, whatever. So anyways, then Gary Vee all of a sudden posts, hey, oh. you guys have probably seen dog face 208 by now. And he shows a little clip of this little video. I'm like, no, who? So I click on it and I find this video that's gone viral. It's this middle-aged, I don't know, he could be very upset for me saying that, but he looks like an, uh, he's not like old, but he's not exactly a spring chicken. Um dog i'm not really sure of his name but we'll call him mr face dog and dog face 208 yeah dog face 208 so he's he's like on a longboard scooting down the road chugging a big like full-size ocean spray cranberry raspberry blend of juice one hand with the camera up in the air selfie style one hand with the big jug of juice playing dreams by fleetwood mac and lip syncing while he's hauling ass down the road I mean, like, uh, uh, wild. So, um, it's viral for no reason. Is this like a freeway offering? That is a freeway. Oh. Is this hilarious? Look how many views. Seven million Seven views? Million. Holy shit. Look at this guy. Oh my god. And that's it. <laughs> How is this viral? I, oh, wait, so, but then you said Ocean Spray reached out. Oh, yeah. So, like, yeah, so I'm fascinated that people, for some reason, are loving this. I mean, it made me listen to the song, like, four times last night. I'm not going to lie, because I was like, hell yeah, flew the Mac. <laughs> so, um, but for whatever reason, this went viral. Mick Fleetwood has posted no his own TikTok way. doing this. Wow. I don't think Mick is on a longboard like Dog is, but wow. It feels so funny. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot believe something like that goes viral. Unreal. Um, so all of a sudden I start scrolling and I see this little clip of a truck. Ocean Spray gave him a pickup. No. Full of cranberry juice. Watch the back. Wow. <laughs> so apparently, Dogface, chilling down the road, has gathered the attention of Mick Fleetwood, and Ocean Spray gave him a truck in the same color as his favorite juice, no doubt. <laughs> oh, wow. That is unreal. 
This is the power of the internet today. No shade, a middle-aged, I think he's native. So literally most of his videos are just him doing like 15 second dances to like random songs. Soldier Boy, uh, like uh, he was doing a Justin Timberlake, or no, 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 I'm sorry. Who's this one? Yeah, just random. There was a... <laughs> I think his name is Tom Hayes. Also got in on the fun. I was, oh, what's happening? What is this world coming to? That's all I'm asking. I have no idea. Yeah, there he is. Tom Hayes. Tom Hayes. Getting out on his own. Dreams. There's a dreams challenge. We're doing this. You can do it. No. I'm okay. But I'm going to have you actually sing it. You could kill that song. We're going to figure it out. You can ride on the hood of my Prius. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, if you, if you throw that in, okay. <laughs> She's going to be laying across the hood of my Prius oh, yeah. while I do like two miles an hour <laughs> through the parking lot. <laughs> yes. Now I'm in. We'll turn the windshield wipers on so they can spray it. <laughs> no, it's going to create some wind for my hair. happens while I'm trying to drink the ocean spray. Note to self, hey Alexa, remind me to get some ocean spray. <laughs> I, I like the, uh, the the cranberry apple oh, okay. flavor. Mm -hmm. I cannot honestly remember a time I had cranberry juice. Oh, I love ocean spray cranberry juice actually. You hear that? Ocean spray? <laughs> <laughs> yes, please give me a pickup truck. <clears throat> Not that I don't love ocean spray. I just, I don't drink juice. Mm, I do. Um, without vodka. Oh. <laughs> Even let me finish. <laughs> uh, what? Where's the vodka? So yeah, I just, I don't, I don't get it. And the last time somebody ordered a cranberry vodka around me, it was probably a guy. And I was like, are you on your period? Why are you drinking that? That's not okay. Send that back. <laughs> Well, the weather's been nicer. Oh, has Phoenix. it? Yeah. I don't know what it's like under the rock that you've been living in. <laughs> but it's really chill here. Oh, that's good. I'm glad. I'm glad the weather's it's uh, the cooling only thing down. chill. Do you have something fun this weekend? Um, well, I was originally going to go hike Humphreys, and I think I'm still going to, but I'm just so exhausted. Like, just the last few days... So now I'm wondering if I should just either give myself a break and rest or do my hike that I've been planning that. I mean, there's like a million more weekends when you don't necessarily have to go into a monstrous seven hour hike. 
unrested. Yes, but it's getting colder. And right now, Humphreys is 65 degrees. And if I wait, yes. And if I wait any longer, it's only going to get colder. So, like, this is the weekend. Otherwise, other weekends I might be, it might be too cold for me. Like, even with 65 degrees, I'm thinking it might be too cold for me. Because I'm a, you know. You don't get hot when you're hiking? I take my time. I don't really. Oh. And I get cold very easily. Like, I even when I'm really hiking, easily. I will get cold easily. So I, I get so hot so easily. No. My temperature fluctuates at the drop of a hat. No, I'm usually always cold. I know. So that's why, like, 65 at the top, I'm a little nervous about. It might even be colder at the top. Because Flagstaff is 65. So I can't even, like, I'm pretty sure at the peak, which is 12,000 feet elevation, it's got to be colder than Flagstaff. Flagstaff is going to be average 65 to 69 degrees this weekend. I'm just saying, one week to let yourself rest. The temperature will not go more than, like, a degree. Maybe. I don't know. 65. I don't like, so here's how different we are. I'm like, people are like, want to go hiking? And I'm all, hey Alexa, what's the temperature outside? She's like, it's 72. The high is 80 degrees. I'm like, ugh, it's way too hot to go hiking. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to go. I'm like, ooh, they're like, can we can get brunch afterwards and get like a cocktail somewhere. I'm like, what? I'm going to be so sweaty. I'm not going anywhere. I'm going, I want to hike. I want to get sweaty. Like, I don't do, like, a leisurely anything. I hike with a purpose. And it's like, <laughs> get my ass up there. there and get it back down. <laughs> get it back down in one piece. I, I I make my way up there, and then I hang out up there, and I, I do pictures, and I look at all the plants up there, and then uh, and then I'll make myself uh, my way down. No. I'm like, where's the trail? Let's go. <laughs> like... How fast can I get up there? What's the record time? <laughs> yeah, no, I like to take my time. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah. I see no purpose in hiking, personally. I don't see a purpose in doing a lot of things unless I'm like, what am I getting out of this? And usually with a hike, I'm like, I better be getting some cardio. And, like, I mean, sometimes I like to run down the mountain. That's fun. I, so maybe, for me, I'm a, I think I'm a pretty fast hiker. Like, I pass people. So, like, I hike fast, but I, it still takes a lot for me to work up a sweat. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm pretty, I'm like, I'm not, like, I don't slowly take my time. I mean, so maybe I did, I mean, this past weekend I did a seven mile, I did seven miles in two and a half hours. That's pretty fast. Yeah. Up, so, up, up, hill. up and down. Yeah. Seven I miles. I mean, like, that's on an incline. Right. Like and it rock. was like, there was a rock climbing involved, too. Yeah. Mile two was... I got lost on the rocks and I almost fell off. The look on your face. <laughs> well, because I wasn't expecting that I would be so close to the side of the mountain <laughs> that I could fall off. <laughs> Were you on a trail? Well, the trail... This is my problem with hiking. Sometimes there's these, like, trails, and then you've grown up these crazy mountains, yeah. and all of a sudden there's no, no trail. trail. It's just, like, yeah. the fucking rock. Mile two to three is no trail. So there's a trail to get to mile two, and then from mile two to mile three... There's no trail. It's just a lot, a lot of rock climbing. I'm out. Then when you, after you get through all the rocks, then the, then you'll find the trail again. But you can't have a trail on rocks. Yeah, this is why I'm out. I would get there <laughs> and I'd be like, I would look. I mean, imagine me looking around. All right, this must be where you turn around. 
Yeah, and the thing is, like, I actually got lost during that, because, like, I would go down, I would <laughs> climb over this area, and then I'm like, wait, there's not another rock I can climb up, so then I have to work my way back, and then try to find another rock that can make my way up. So, like, I actually, if you look at, because I, 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 oh my gosh, I use all trails, yeah, I use all trails with the app to follow mine. Plus, I also use, you know, because there is a trail mark on there. So if you get lost, you can look to see if you're on the trail or not on the trail based on other people's trails that they've done before. On the, on an app. On the app. Okay. And if you look, if you, if you superimpose my trail over the average trail of people, uh-huh. my trail is like all zigzag during mile two to three. It's like all over the place, loop-de-loops. And then like, I'm, I'm like right aligned during mile one. And then I'm I'm aligned with the, the trail on mile three and a half and you know, all the way to, up to the mountain. But all on your own. All on my own. But in the middle, I had to, I just have, I kept having to uh, reference my app. Because you can't own. have a phone in your hand to know if you're staying on the trail while you're rock climbing. No. Crazy. How do you get down rock climbing? You, you rock climb backwards. So. Yeah. No. <laughs> No, never take but me see, on one of these sites. I don't think there's any rock climbing for Humphreys. I think you just go up. I'm great. If it's like Camelback and I just get to like climb, like it's a little bit of like an incline to like a steep climb to big steps. Like I'm great with that. I love it. All day. Hand over hand, like flat rocks, putting my little feet, something my feet aren't that little, putting my feet on little things, little ledges and like using my finger edges to grab up. The, no, no. No, 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 no. I never, I don't want to use my hands if I'm hiking. Like, I'm hiking. Just give me my feet. Let's go. <laughs> like, if I use a hand to, like, steady myself against, like, a big boulder, like a big step, cool. But if I'm using my arms to pull me up something, I'm really concerned with how I'm getting down. And I think that's one of the reasons why I, in the last year, have been so outdoorsy and so into hiking. And, and I love my hikes that actually, I, I hate hikes that are, that have no elevation. Yeah. I really need hikes that are on mountains where I can get, like the reward is the view at the top. But to get there, it takes a lot of mental and physical strength for me because there are so many moments where I'm like, I can't do this, I'm gonna turn around. Or I'm scared, I'm gonna turn around. Or, you know, the rock climbing, I'm just like, but what happens is after I get over a certain point, I'm like, I, I did that, I, I can do this. I, you know, like, I, I, I was scared, but I, was able to overcome that, and now, like, I'm getting higher, or I'm getting closer to the end goal, and then I, I just feel better about myself that I was able to overcome fear, and that I didn't turn around, or that I didn't give up. That's very inspirational. I think it's just me just trying to overcome my own mental I just don't have a death wish. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so, that's the other thing. This past weekend, when I was on Pick and Post Mountain, there were many moments where I'm like, okay, should I keep looking for the right rocks to keep climbing or do I turn around and try to find a different a route? And there were so many moments where I was like, don't be stupid, Miley. Like, it's it's time to turn around. And, the, I mean, I remember there was a moment where I had climbed. It was when I was coming down the mountain. I had made it down and then I, and I made it down to this ledge and I'm looking around the ledge and I'm like, there's nowhere else to go. Like, th- this is just a ledge. It's like a ledge three feet in either direction. I'm like, I can't climb down from here. And, and I was like, do I try to like 
have you ever seen, <laughs> have you ever seen, uh, the, there's a documentary about, uh, what's his name? Does he die? He does not, but he climbs uh, El Capitan with, mm -hmm. uh, with no cord or rope or anything. He free climbs. But anyways, there's a lot of maneuvering around. It is very, I was stressed watching it. But anyways, it, it just reminded me of that because I was like, do I maneuver my body and try to like contort it in a way to get over to a different rock? Or should I just climb back up and try to find a different trail down? down? And there, so coming so down, there was that you, moment where I'm like, okay, don't be stupid, don't die. Go back up, find a different way. Coming down, did you just, like, not remember which way you had come? Is that how that Well, because, the, like, there's no markings. So, like, all the rocks look the same, you, you know? You some breadcrumbs. Or... Well, sometimes people will use Karens, which are, like, the rocks. The K, no, C-A-I-R-N, I think. They're Karens. There's like stacks of rocks that kind of show you the way, oh, an environmentally yes, yes, friendly yes, way yes, to show yes. you the way. But then there were people who, in the you know, they did spray paint arrows and stuff. But there's only so many arrows and so many Karens, especially when you're, especially in that middle part where there's just a bunch of rocks. Mm -hmm. So I got lost a few times and then, you know, made it down though. Yeah, I feel like you were never lost. I was just finding On my path. own. Yeah, I was just finding my own path. I like it. Mm -hmm. I'm still not doing it. But I think that's why... <laughs> it's okay. I'll do it for both of us. Um, but I think that's why I like hiking, Could too. you FaceTime me? I could. Can you take me Totally. With, like GoPro it or something. I can do that. Okay. But yeah, I think that's why... But I do have a GoPro. Maybe I should wear my GoPro this weekend. It would be awesome if it was like a two-way GoPro where you're like mm -hmm. filming it and then you could also hear me talking back to you. <laughs> you can motivate. Like when I'm about to give up, you can... I'm like, oh my God, what are we doing? <laughs> I'm like, no, no, don't do this. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> don't um, don't ever take me on this hike. <laughs> but now I can take you with my GoPro. Yeah. Or I'll just slap my phone onto my forehead and I'll I'll uh, Google Duo you or something there so you that you can video in real time with me. But I think that's why, oh, I think this is why I love hiking and rock climbing because there is a general direction you're heading, but you find or you're making your own path to that general end point. And so while there, you know, while I use apps that have a trail, I only use it to make sure that if I ever do get really lost, I can find my way back. But I generally don't reference it unless I'm completely lost or that I'm, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm totally off, you know. But I think hiking for me is a way to kind of just make my own path. And you reference the, the trail for shits and giggles at the end to see, see how yeah. off how I was. You were. <laughs> Sometimes it's more fun to see how off I was. <laughs> I don't like being lost. But see, you just said, like, it's not about being lost. It's creating your own path. I like that. <laughs> this whole thing's sort of metaphorical. Like, we're all getting to a, a point. Like, we all have an idea of where we want to be. And... We all have very different routes in how we get there. So, I like that. Should we talk about the main dish? I'm ready for the main dish. The main dish. Question is, are our listeners ready for the main dish? I think they're ready. <laughs> um, so, I think today we're going to talk a little bit about happiness. Kind of a hot topic? Kind of a buzzword, I guess, over the last few years. Um, everyone pushes happiness as if it's the goal or the the one emotion you should be striving for in your everyday and that's not necessarily something I believe for 
me personally, I think happiness is one emotion of many I feel every day. And happiness in itself sort of contains, is like a container for a lot of other little things. Yeah, happiness for me me is sort of similar to like serenity. Like when I'm calm inside, that's like a happiness for me. I'm able to like, I'm able to see the things that I'm really grateful for. So I guess for me, happiness, because it's been such a buzzword the last few years, like I think happiness is defined in so many different ways. Like for you, you're you're most happy when you have serenity, calmness, peace inside yourself. For other people, they may define happiness differently. When society talks about happiness being the goal, it's like they've already defined a certain, you know, happiness as a certain way, but everyone can define it differently. And it's not necessarily, for me, it's not necessarily like be happy. Right. It's more so what is your journey towards what makes you at peace or what gives you fulfillment or what gives you joy or what makes your world, your life, meaningful to you. I would agree. Everyone's happy comes from a different place. Every yeah. day, every part of your life, any time in your life, like happiness can change based on what you need. Oftentimes if it's a quiet night that I need to be by myself, that's that helps me re-energize, that's happiness for me. Mm-hmm. But I think this whole idea of, you know, be happy all the time is not necessarily the message I want to be sending out to people. It's yeah. about like what is happy to you? What is happiness for you? And maybe getting into that mindset of listening or trying to listen to your own inner voice about what you need that will make you happy or that can that can help you get to where you are happy. Do you meditate? I think one of the reasons why I love hiking, I know I keep going back to it, is it, it, I hike a lot by myself. And I hike a lot by myself without any music, without listening to anything. And I find that I'm at a lot of peace and when I'm out in nature. And that's when I meditate a lot. That's when I clear my mind a lot. So that's how I meditate. I have aspirations to meditate. I just haven't done it yet. Um, I mean, I've done it. I just, I guess I should say I don't have a good practice. I was better at it years ago when like yoga studios were open and I was doing that a lot more, but five, five and a half years ago, I started doing gratitude lists. And I think for me that had a lot to do with rewiring and reframing how I look at things kind of in my everyday. Um, that's like a, I guess a tactical thing I've done that I found undid, sort of unlearned, if you will, some behaviors that I picked up through adulthood, like young adulthood, that had me necessarily, like, I'm always a pretty positive person, like, I just tend to see the positive in everything, it's kind of, people point it out to me all the time, I guess, I I don't even know that I'm always doing it, but they're like, you always see the bright side, and I'm always like, I don't know, I just, it's just what you see, it's what you choose to see naturally, or maybe you've been doing it for so many years that it's just your natural tendency, it's become your natural tendency, like, because I Mm -hmm. can relate to that. Yeah. Most people will say very similar things, too, to me, because when they come to me with a problem, one of the first things I always just naturally point out are, the, well, what are the good things first before we try to figure out or try to work ourselves up so yeah. much about this problem, right? Yeah. I think gratitude lists for me were something that were, like, really, I never thought to, until I was told to, um, never thought to 
like intentionally write down three things every day that I was grateful for. Uh, it was really easy. Like in the beginning, I think it was harder because I was probably overthinking it. But now, nowadays, I mean, shit, I could write a gratitude list a mile long. Oh, yes. On a daily. So, and that, sure, it might get repetitive, but like I can, I can literally be in rush hour traffic on my way to work with the sun in my eyes. And I'm like looking at the uh, the odometer on my car, knowing I have like maybe a big service coming up soon or something. You know, I'm gonna shell out hundreds of dollars. And I'm like, having a car is such a luxury. It is. I'm so lucky. Mm-hmm. For sure. <laughs> Not necessarily in a position that most people would be excited about. You know, you're in gridlock or rush hour, and the sun's blinding you, and there's people cutting you off left and right, and snowbirds clogging up the fast lane. But I'm like. I have a car. I find that, and it's taken practice, but for many years, you know, we all have bad moments and, you know, some, oh, you yes. know, and, and, but I find that when I do, you know, when I do find myself in grumpy moods or when I'm angry about something, it is getting a lot easier each time when I can recognize that I'm grumpy or that I'm mad about something. And then I've trained myself to, immediately think of something to be grateful for and it helps me calm down actually so when you say like changing your mindset to a gratitude mindset it's actually a great strategy to use in moments of frustration or in moments of anger I guess like so that you can calm for me it helps me calm down and just uh, center myself Mm -hmm. so that I can calmly think about the problem at hand yeah a lot of times our problems are such privileges. Like, exactly. I guess all those things I was describing, like the prob- quote problems in a car, it's like, this is such a privilege to have this be my biggest problem right Correct. now. Correct. Um, I like what you said about bad moments too, because that leads me to another thing where people are like, people, I, I, I wish I could remember where I had read this or where I had picked this up. Um, again, somewhere in the last handful of years, but somebody, I had read there are no such thing as bad days. There are bad moments, but there are no bad days. And people will say things. I'll hear people say, like, oh, man, I had such a terrible day. I'm like, really? Like, the whole day was just bad? And they'll be like, you know, they'll tell me something that happened during the day. I'm like, well, that sounds like a few rough moments. but And, like, people have asked me, did you have a good day? I'm like, I, I think most of my days are really good. So, I don't, yeah. <laughs> like, most of my days are great. I think occasionally there's a bad moment or two that frustrates me, and I furrow my brow and then I'm like causing wrinkles and that's stressful. The idea that I might be causing myself wrinkles is probably more stressful than whatever the actual problem is. <laughs> but um, I'm like, yeah, maybe I had a couple days that were rough, but I'm not, it's not, it wasn't a bad day. I don't give it the power to take over my entire day. And I feel, I feel a lot of sadness, I guess, for, and like, yeah, I guess that's the right thing to say for people who let one little moment dictate the rest of their dictate the rest of their day and like run your emotions like you get to have a say in how you go through that and I think what you just said kind of goes back to happiness too like how you said that it's one moment and you don't let it uh, dictate the rest of your day or determine the rest of your day and that's a that's a choice that you make right and I think again it goes back to the whole happiness thing because I also think happiness is a choice and that you have to choose to want to be happy in order to identify the things or put things in place into your life to be happy or to find your happiness or find your joy or peace or whatnot. But you also 
have to choose not to let certain things, bad moments, determine the rest of your day. Mm-hmm. So I think it, it comes back to like a, a choice. I would agree. And I think it just takes a little practice and being really cognizant and aware of when you're in those moments and how how you're responding and how you're reacting and you got and then like if it's not going to affect me in five years I shouldn't give it more than five minutes of my time that's a very good mantra to have yeah like that's a it's like okay this doesn't really matter all right moving on what does need my attention what is worthy of my attention or on the flip side sometimes what happens is if 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 I am truly having a strong emotional response to something in that moment, and even if my rational mind says it's not going to matter in five years, but for some whatever reason, it's still matters triggering. A, it matters a lot. It's triggering a very strong response. Then another strategy I like to use is like giving myself a time limit on how much I brew on it, right? Like mm. five minutes to brew on this, and then I have to just let it go. Or because I think... I also am a person who believes in feeling my emotions and letting them run its course. Like, I have to let myself feel whatever, like, that it's okay to feel certain feelings. Mm -hmm. And, you know, but just, again, it goes back to being aware about it, too, and not letting it run the whole, you know, run your whole life or run the whole show, run the whole day. But, you know, trying to, trying to be, um, trying to manage it, trying to um, um, be aware of it. Yeah. So... Sometimes it is, you know, I'm going to be totally honest. Sometimes it is very hard to let go of things, even when you know that it's not going to matter in five years. Mm-hmm. And so the flip side to it is, well, then what are some other mechanisms that you can put into place to try to manage it? Mm-hmm. Whether it be like putting a time limit on it or saying, you know what, I'm going to let myself brew on it for five minutes and then I'm getting over it. And then if, it, if that feeling is still there in an hour, well, then five more minutes, but that's it. You know, like just, again, not ignoring your feelings either though yeah yeah yeah. definitely I've never never um I never would advocate for anyone to ignore or squash squash down feelings like I was yeah I used to be really good at that and I would get really quiet so yeah I could you could talk to a few of my exes (laughs) I was like classic case scenario like what's wrong and it's like nothing because, oh my god, like, I, I was, yeah, I squashed a lot of stuff, but, like, and, and I, I didn't know how to let any of it out, but, um, I like what you said about the time limit, I never actually heard that before, and then another way I was thinking, like, if you find you're having ruminating thoughts, and you're letting things, like, and, and it feels like things are taking over, or not going away, like, you're like, all right, I'm sitting in this, I'm processing it, I'm just feeling it, deciding what it is, if it's anything, if it's not going away, I'm a really big advocate for journaling. Because it's like, I found, I recently found some old journals and like, it was just me babbling on and on and on and on and on. And it's really interesting to see like where I was five years ago versus today. Like these were literally five-year-old journals. I was like, wow, that's really cool. And even some of it, like, and I think I've grown leaps and bounds in a lot of aspects in five years, but, um, even some of it I was reading, and I found a lot of it inspirational even today, like, wow. my outlook and, like, how how obviously in it I was with, like, studying and being very intentional about where I put my energy. 
Yeah, I like that. Journaling is incredible. I've been journaling for a long time too, especially when there are just thoughts and strong emotions going on in my head sometimes. Sometimes they're so strong that I'm not even sure what the words are, but I just try to just say or write or, you know, because sometimes what happens is, especially like sometimes when I'm hiking, yeah. um, I'll have some thoughts and I'll just voice memo out loud and talk to myself and talk it out if I can't journal. But those are just great ways to kind of just get everything off of your mind as well. So I think journaling is a great thing. Also, you know, it's always something, it's also something that you can look back to, like you said, but even if it's like a day later or two days later, you can look back to it and see if like though if you're still feeling those emotions and, and that can help you process too. Yeah, I definitely, uh, it is, is such a good way. Like you said, get it off. It, it's, it's some magic. It's like some voodoo that for whatever reason, when you take a pen and you put it to paper and you get those thoughts on paper, like they magically seem to, they don't disappear, but the weight of that. I was going to say, like there's a relief. Yeah. You've like, let it go. You just, if, and if you can visualize that while you're journaling, I think it's even a little more magical. Like if you visualize, you're literally pulling all, like that Harry Potter thing where he puts a little oh, wand. Yes. <laughs> oh, Dumbledore pulls the memory. Mm-hmm. It's almost like it's almost like you can feel it like escaping and like you're letting it out by writing it down. And it's uh, yeah, journaling's pretty awesome for that. I actually have transitioned to typing all of my journals oh. because sometimes I think so fast. I type faster than I write, mm-hmm. and so I'm just like. And then what I find is because I can type. Almost as fast as I can think, you know, well, faster than me writing. Um, I just feel better a lot faster. Hmm. Interesting. I never thought to type them. I like the voice memo, though. That's mm-hmm. really good. Like a stream of thought. Exactly. Yeah. And sometimes it's like just me talking to myself, like, Miley, what is going on? Like, why do you feel this way? And just talking it out loud. Like, again, I am one of those people that talk to themselves while driving or, or, or <laughs> what, like in the shower. You know, it's just... Do you talk to yourself out loud in the shower? I, I talk out loud to myself in the a shower. lot. In the shower, in the car, when I'm by myself anywhere. I love this so much. <laughs> really? Yes. It it happens all the time because I know, like, some people might think it's a little, no, you know. No, no, this is today. I was walking down the hallway at the office, and I was muttering something to myself. I don't know what it was, but it was it was probably, like, some small bitch about something. But I was like, right, 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 right. Like, or maybe, oh God, like, here's an example. I'm at the grocery store and somebody leaves a cart in the middle of the parking lot. Like one of my biggest pet peeves in the world. Um, I'm wearing a mask. The best thing, come, one of the best things of COVID is that I'm wearing a mask and people don't see me bitching about stuff. <laughs> you know, I mumble to myself all the time. Like I don't have conversations. I'm not talking back and answering, which it sounds like you might. Be. I do. <laughs> But I definitely mumble things to myself all the time. Like at the grocery store, I'll be like, oh, look at this. Look at that. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm so glad I have a mask on now because no one knows. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, no, I actually, I don't do that as much in public. But when I'm by <laughs> myself, I will literally say, okay, Miley, what is the problem that, what, what do you think the problem, uh, and I, literally, I'm talking to myself, like, Miley, what do you think the problem is? Could it be this? Could it be that? Or this, you know, and what are your options? Option number one, it could be this. Or option two, you could do that. Option three, I guess you could do this, but if you do that, it's going to happen. And I, if you, if there, if, if a camera followed me around, like the, you know, that one movie, the Truman Show or whatnot, yes. like, I'm pretty sure you can capture 
tons of conversations that I have with myself, trying to work through all the problems that I feel I have in my life and sorting through the options and talking through the pros and cons of every option in my head out loud. I feel like you need a big whiteboard at home. Oh, I ha- I tried that once. It just got real messy. <laughs> Did you refuse to finish and erase problems? Yeah, actually, yeah, you're right. Because I was like, I'm thinking back to the way my erase board looked like, and there was just a lot of problems with a lot of options with a lot of arrows pointing to, and then like plus and uh, plus and minus signs. Oh boy. And, yeah. And no decisions. No decisions at what's but. I always, well, I'm sure there must have been, I must have arrived at some decision But you eventually. were never erasing your problems. No. Okay, so I really do find this funny yes. that I guessed that. How long ago was that? You know, I, I had a big white erase board last year, but then I had to put it in storage when I moved. So I haven't had a dry erase board since I moved. But last year, I had a, I had multiple dry erase boards. <laughs> She's like, I haven't board. figured these ones yeah. out yet. Get another oh, no, board. No, when I moved, I, I, I did erase everything. Okay. I was like, I don't want people seeing my problems. <laughs> Just in case. I don't want the movers seeing Shame. my problems. <laughs> Shame. Erase. No. Erase. I think part of it is, though. I don't want the movers seeing my problems. <laughs> but I think part of it is, like, some, <laughs> some of the problems I did overcome, mm-hmm. but I think leaving them on there, it's weird. I, maybe it's not weird. I don't know. For me, seeing the problems reminded me of how far I've come. And, okay. it, you know, every time or any time I, I was going through something, seeing the list of problems or the, my past problems and, and knowing that I overcame them gave me hope and gave me strength to tackle whatever current problems I was having that at that moment. So it's very similar to like journaling, right? Yeah. Like when you journal your issues and then like later down you you reread what you wrote and you can see how far you've come and it can give you additional hope for whatever issues you're going through at that time. So I think that's why I kept them because it meant the problems that I did keep on my board, it meant that it must have been such a big lesson I learned or a problem I overcame that I wanted to keep it there so I it could give me hope. Hope is a really interesting word that you say a lot, and I notice it. And it's not a word that is strong in my, I guess, my um, mental health game. Like, I don't, I don't know. For whatever reason, I don't use the word hope a lot. I mean, I do when I'm saying things like, gosh, I hope it's a nice day this weekend. Like, I do things like that, but I don't, I don't have a, I don't, I, I, I've never looked back on my journals and said, like, this gives me hope. I, I definitely look back and I, I feel pride mm-hmm. and I will feel like achievement and accomplishment and I'll feel pride of like, wow, look at what I was then. Like, good, good on you. Like, shoot, girl. Or, and I'll, I'll also see things that I'm like, ooh, let, let, we're not doing that anymore. <laughs> uh, that was not a good behavior. <laughs> um, but I, I, I hope it's not one of those things that I do. I don't know if I'm... I don't know why. I don't know if I'm, like, naturally a hopeful person, like, part of that. But it's just not a word that I identify for whatever reason. I love that you use a lot, though. I think faith is a word I I feel, but I also don't say a lot, and it's like hope. Um, even that's not in a religious context. No, in any not, means. Not, when I say it, I don't mean it in a religious context. Yeah, I'm not I, a religious person, just faith, for anyone yeah. who's curious. Me too. Faith to me is more trusting the process. Yeah. Trusting that all things will be the way they need to be if I, you know, like... Do my part. Right. And, you know, uh, faith is more so just, like, trusting that I am where I'm at, where I'm supposed to be at, and that the way I'm thinking about things, the way I'm approaching it, you know, if I am being mindful and intentional, 
I, you know, I have faith and trust in myself that I'm, things are happening the way, and unfolding as they should. Right. When it comes to hope for me, it's being optimistic. It's mm-hmm. being um, positive. And so, like, hope to me is just a very umbrella term that um, gives me motivation mm-hmm. to keep moving forward. Yeah, I like that. I'm, that's so interesting. I just love that. I just, I, I don't think, I we just think differently. Yeah, like, no, no, that's a great. just operating different ways that way, and I love it. And it's like, I, I'm, I'm not as extrinsically motivated. Like, I, I just, it's very intrinsic. I don't look at other things and find hope and inspiration uh, like that, in that way. It's different. I mean, I do find I don't know. I'm inspired by things. I just I don't find hope in that way. It's so weird. I don't know how to describe it. Hope for me, uh, another word that comes to mind when I think about hope is just energy. So mm-hmm. when I say like, I hope you have a great day, in my mind, I'm in my mind, I'm feeling my energy being passed on to you so that you have a great day. Sometimes so, I'm like, have a great day, but I'm like, mm, I don't care <laughs> if you have a great day. <laughs> Personally. Oh darn! I thought I was, I was getting a little offended there. No. <laughs> no. In yeah. an email, if you've ever gotten that from me in an email, have yeah. a great day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hope is very—it's uh, more of an energy flowing kind of yeah. word for me, and motivational. But when you say about the whole extrinsic motivation, I think I'm a—I'm. I, I need extrinsic motivation mm-hmm. to be intrinsic motivating, yeah, I guess. To and feel I, it. Right. I don't know. I'm not really sure how to elaborate on that. Yeah. I was talking with somebody about uh, at work about this at the office the other day, and they were like, missing the gym. And I, because I was talking, I really want a Peloton. Peloton, if you need a, um, uh, you know, a, a sponsor. I don't, just if you need, if you need a podcast to sponsor. Yeah. We would be happy to. Because I'm sure there aren't any bigger pods looking for Peloton right now. Um, but anyways, I want a bike. And I, I really miss spin. I just, I really hate getting ready to go to a spin class. I love the community when you get there, which is also part of the appeal to me for Peloton. But I'm like, I'm intrinsically motivated. If I'm spending the money on that fucker, I'm going to get on it and I'm going to go. And there's a live instructor in front of me with a live class and you're competing and all the things that I really enjoy. But I don't have to get in, like get dressed to go somewhere, give a shit about what I look like, um, drive home sweaty. If I don't have to do any of those, those are the worst parts. So, like, I'm like, I don't need that, but a lot of people need that, and they, like, they need a gym buddy. They're like, I need a buddy to get me to the gym. Like, extrinsically, no, I'm like, just put it, I'm lazy. Just put it in front. I don't want to have to go somewhere. So it's funny that you say that because I try. You have to make it as easy for me as possible, but I really want to do it. But you have to make it really easy. It's so weird. It I'm is so weird. weird because, like, <laughs> when you said that, I was like, I needed, like, for me, I joined CrossFit and I paid for it and I had, like, the whole, t- but, you Money know, is a motivator. If money is a great motivator, but if I have, I don't know if I would be as motivated if I had a Peloton in my living room because I need to physically get myself somewhere and I need to report to someone and, mm-hmm. like, disappointing my CrossFit instructor for not showing up was a bigger motivator than to, to show up for myself. Wow. Um... Because I'm driven by, and it goes back to my people-pleasing tendencies, right? Like, it's, I'm more motivated not to disappoint my gym instructor or my CrossFit instructor that I don't show up than to disappoint me if I don't show up. 
Like, if I disappoint myself, well, I'll try again tomorrow. But, like, if I disappoint my CrossFit instructor for not showing up today, I will just feel so horrible. Uh, yeah. If me being a bigger disappointment to myself is definitely worse. I can yeah. give a fuck what anybody else thinks. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I was gonna come to class, and then there was a cloud. <laughs> so, I didn't. <laughs> like, I could... I could find the smallest reason to get out of it, and I'd be like, yeah, I just didn't. So, the freeway was a little backed up. There was an accident. Not me. Another car. So, I just didn't, like, there could be anything is an excuse for me not to go. I don't want to leave the house, like, ever. I'm an introvert. I like being home. Like, if I could do everything here, that'd be great. And the only other time, like, the only thing I missed during quarantine, the only thing I miss, going to the movies. And you know, I go to the movies all by myself. It's in a dark movie theater. I eat the popcorn all by myself. Like, I miss going somewhere else to be alone. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, though. That's pretty awesome. I like being alone. Leave me alone. <laughs> Everyone. <laughs> See me on the street. Don't say hi. <laughs> Turn around and walk the other direction. Keep it moving. Okay, Karen? <laughs> <laughs> That's not nice. We know some nice Karen. I mean, I know at least one. (laughs) I don't know if you know her. (laughs) (laughs) It's time for a game. If we were trying to think of what we wanted to do to close out this episode for something silly, and I was like, truth or dare, but if it's like a dare, then it's just the two of us. It's kind of weird. And it's like, no one can see us doing the dare. And I would make her do something embarrassing. So... (laughs) Either way, it's pretty embarrassing. So, fuck, Mary kill. <laughs> fuck, fuck Mary, kill. Fuck, Mary, kill. I'm going first. Okay. I Round one. Round one. Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Fred Flintstone. And Barney the Dinosaur. <laughs> okay. Who would I fuck, Mary or kill? Go for it, you sicko. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um... Was it Barney, Fred Flintstone, or Winnie, Winnie the Pooh? That was psycho. Oh I don't my know goodness. Why. I don't know why. These are like childhood characters <laughs> that like you're turning into. <laughs> you're making me graphically I'm, think about. I'm defiling. <laughs> um, Your childhood. <laughs> okay. I loved Barney growing up. And I watched all the shows for Barney. Winnie the Pooh, oh my gosh, I just love him. He's just so adorable. <laughs> Fred Finstone, I really never cared about. I actually was annoyed by Fred Finstone, so why don't we kill him? <laughs> okay, okay. And uh, so then what's left is fuck or marry? Yeah. So <laughs> if I marry Barney, I risk having to listen to the I Love You song all the damn time. Mm. I might not be able to handle that. Winnie the Pooh... Sometimes his voice can get a little annoying, too, oh. but not as annoying as the I Love You song on repeat. So I'll marry Winnie, and I'll fuck Barney. I think that's a good choice. <laughs> fuck that dinosaur. <laughs> I don't know that I would have killed Fred. I probably would have killed Barney. Oh, uh, yeah. I probably would have married Winnie the Pooh. Or Fred, I mean, he's a construction worker. He could really get a lot of work done around the house. That's true. Yeah, I probably would have killed Barney, though, because of that song. Okay. 
the one that I came up with is um, <laughs> only because we love the Joe Bros so much. So of the three Joe Bros, <laughs> which one would you fuck, marry, or kill? <laughs> no way! <laughs> that was my list for round two! Oh, okay, so this is so funny because remember <laughs> when we were thinking about this and I'm sitting here and I was like, Man, what I just thought of is so evil. And then you're like, well, my second one is evil. <laughs> yes, the same one. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, so, all right. So, that's really good. Um, ah, sorry, Kevin. Sorry. <laughs> 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 it's not personal. I just don't think I could live with him. And he's definitely not in my top two to fuck. Correct. Okay, so I'm on the same level as you. Yes. So, so that it, you know, bye. <laughs> um, and then it's, I'm pretty, oh God. I'm pretty sure I'm fucking Nick and marrying Joe. Because Joe is funny. Yes. Like, he and I's sense of humor is probably pretty similar Nick is very, um, he's just deep and he's really thoughtful and you can tell he really goes into himself a lot and I can't really deal with a person like that. Um, but I could deal with his body for a night. <laughs> yeah. I, and he's been married to an older woman now for a little bit, right. so I'm pretty sure he has some good tricks up his sleeve. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he does. Not to say Joe doesn't, I'm sure he's a fireball in the sack. Probably too. Either way. I think I my all my answers would be the same. Yeah, but I don't really have explanations. I mean, Kevin, I feel that he's too quiet for me or just like from what I know of him, I just can't click with him. Um, I just don't really care. Like I, I don't, my mind never really thinks of him. Um, Joe and Nick, um I think I just love Joe's voice more than Nick's voice. Like, to listen to him talking all day? Talk and sing. sing. Okay. Talk and okay. sing, so I would like to marry him so that I can just hear him talk and sing all all the time. I don't want to hear anyone talk all the time. But. But, I mean, like, you know, if you had to be married to somebody and listen to them talk and, and sing. Yeah. You better have something fun and or funny to say a lot of the time. I think we can answer round one is my round two. <laughs> well, you know, it's just funny that we both thought it was evil. Yes, we did. I was like, oh, this is so wrong. That's so good. <laughs> yes. And the Jonas Brothers and their happiness tour. Oh, of course. In our happiness episode. They were on my brain today thinking oh. about happiness. Oh, yeah. I didn't think Maybe that. I deposited. Maybe I brainwaved that shit to you too much. I didn't mean to. No, I was just thinking of. Fun things are fun inside jokes between us. Mm -hmm. And that's what made me think of them for our Fuck, Mary Kill. Now yeah. everyone knows. Our love for the Joe Bros. It runs deep. <laughs> I mean, now you know I was going to go see them in Vegas. We were going to go see them in Vegas. Oh, yeah, you were there too. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> she, I think it runs deeper than me. <laughs> I mean, if it was the end of the night and they were like, back to my room and be like, bye! What? No, you, I, you, you wouldn't even say bye to me. They're like, didn't you bring a friend? I'm like, nope. 
What friend? What are you talking about? Sure didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. Oh, man. (laughs) Well, this was fun. This was super fun. Yes. I look forward to the next one. And we are so excited that you joined us today. Please follow us. Please comment. Please share your thoughts. Give us your feedback. We are here for you, and we want to bring content that matters to you, that is valuable to you. And so uh, let us know what you're thinking. Uh, Ask us some questions and um, hit us up on the gram. Yeah, let us know if you uh, resonate or if some of those tips were new to you that you heard um, in regards to happiness and finding yours. Or if you have additional tips or strategies that you want to share. Absolutely. We love hearing new thoughts and new ideas. Um, whether it's from each other, from you, from other pods, don't listen to other pods. <laughs> <laughs> or listen, just don't tell us. Yeah, we don't want to know. We don't want to know. <laughs> All right, well, have a great time, guys, and we'll talk to you soon. See you oh, soon. I want to say guys. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> well, have a great rest have of your day. Have a great your, one. Yeah, have a great have rest of your day, evening, week, weekend. Yes. Um, and we look forward to. Uh, Talking with you soon. Yes, talking soon. See you soon.